Hey, and welcome to the Healthy Minds podcast today with Kerry Sexton and Carly Thornton. We're going to be discussing a wide variety of topics and bringing on different guests to help you grow, get inspired, get motivated and reach your full potential. On today's episode, we have Kate Errington. How are you, Kate? I am very good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. I uh, hear that you're, you've just done your a workout. So you're all... I have. Yes, I am looking a bit, um, I don't really know the right word, a bit of a mess um, right now because, yeah, I've just done my 9am workout, uh, but feel good for it. But, yeah, look a bit of a state, but it's all good. <laughs> so you, um, as you've just said, that you... Um, You've been doing live workouts daily um, for yourself and your clients. So can we go yeah. a bit into what you actually do um, for your, yourself and um, how you got into kind of like fitness as well? Oh, yeah. Um, so I am a professional dancer and I've danced since I was a kid. Um, so since around four and then I took it really seriously from the age of around nine um and went to third school and all stuff like that and uh yeah I literally um stumbled into competing because I was performing at a competition uh back in 2013 I was with my friend who's actually now a pro Claire Aves um she's now a figure pro but at the time neither of us uh, had competed before she was always into fitness though she was always really really into it and I'd obviously had an okay physique from dancing and doing like aerial classes and things like that and uh, yeah I looked at the bikini girls and I was like I reckon I could do that that doesn't look too hard and uh, so I decided to set myself a new year's resolution and enter the following year in yeah. 2014 and I literally joined the gym I knew this guy um, that I'd known for years who owned a gym near me and I said look James I'm going to enter this competition I have no idea what I'm doing uh she think you can help me and he was really like sweet he's like look I don't know what I'm doing either but feel free to come to the gym I'll like PT twice a week for nothing um his friend like helped me out as well just did loads of research and kind of blagged it I guess essentially um and I actually blogged the whole thing in like an actual book like pen and paper so I've still got that now this whole diary of everything I did and I love looking at it because it's just crazy wow. um yeah and I kind of winged the whole thing, but obviously I did it in a in a good way because I ended up winning the whole show. It was like 30 odd girls in the show. And uh, yeah, from there, the love for it was kind of born, joined the UK BFF, yeah. which at the time obviously was the only way into like the pro league. Obviously I didn't really know all about that and the levels and sort of how far you could go with it. I just used to look at Amanda Latona and I thought she was just amazing. I just loved her quirky personality. Yeah. Um, and all of that and then literally yeah sort of went from there did loads of bikini shows like amateur Arnold's in it was in Madrid at the time uh, and then realized I was too kind of big for bikini mm. like they kept saying my quads were too big and I started long distance running and that was just miserable and so I just how long ago was this because I didn't actually know you did bikini shows I thought you went straight into fitness no like, no so yeah I was bikini and wow, I couldn't imagine you bikini. <laughs> I know. I know. I was bikini from 2014 to 2017. Okay. Well, I did 
um, like the British finals twice, nationals a couple of times. Mm. Um, and I would win like regional shows. So I won like South Coast. I like came second at Body Power. So I do really well in like those shows. I won mm. the Sugar Classic. But then when it came to, well, my first nationals, I actually got second, which was probably when I was obviously at my smaller size because uh, I just started, because that was two weeks after my first ever comp. And then yeah. ever since that, I kind of was like fifth. And then the British finals, I'd be like 10th. And yeah, I just never really um, placed as well. And like in Arnold's Spain, I came 10th. But again, that was when there was like, 40 girls and it was like ridiculous yeah bass who's now very well known bikini she was in that i was against her and she won that show and i came like 10th or whatever so it was like crazy and then yeah i got my invite from the sugar classic to go to the arnold the following year and i'd messaged them and said look can i move to fitness like can i still use that qualification for the arnold europe in fitness and they were like yeah absolutely so my first go at fitness was the amateur arnold it was in barcelona and it was with people like emma pavely and vicky kale and i came fifth um in fitness again i didn't really know what i was doing in terms of like i had a coach but he was a bit pants and um my routine was like it was all right but nothing for what I do now I just kind of like made it up and was like yeah let's go with it and then yeah realized obviously I placed well I'd never placed that well at at a show like that and I thought oh yeah fitness this is way more me I can train how I want um train heavier harder Mm. uh, obviously do the routine which as a dancer that's so fun being able to do like an actual performance so obviously I, I feel like the posing section is performing as well like I actually really love doing my individual posing walk and all of that but obviously it's so cool to get to go on stage again and mm. do some crazy performance all by yourself just everyone yeah. looking at you two minutes just going crazy um so yeah fitness was just the perfect fit for me but like I'd never even knew it existed and a lot of people don't um and still now I think obviously we're trying to push it and encourage people to give it a go and people are because it was actually one of the first ever divisions created fitness so it was men's bodybuilding and a lot of people don't know that and there used to be like three rounds or something ridiculous Mm. for fitness um or or might have even been four and obviously now there's just the two uh so yeah i obviously i didn't know about it as much because i thought oh yeah bikini then figure and i was like i've got no chance and again like a lot of people i thought that figure girls were huge and then you actually look you meet people and realize how tiny everyone is in real life i can totally relate to that because obviously i I was when when I was in figure and I yeah. was looking at all kind of images of women. I was like, oh yeah. my god, I've got to get so big. Yeah, and you don't. No, no. And I actually met them. I actually yeah. like you. I can relate to running because I had to yeah. start running to bring my quads down. Yeah. So it's yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, I remember years ago I went to Atlantic City with um one of the the figure pros back back then and um we watched the fitness for the first time and it was absolutely amazing i loved it it was my favorite because yeah as you do you do go on and it's you know you you have your like your performance on your own Mm -hmm. just like being in the theater at the same time yeah it's 
pure but, entertainment, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a moment where everyone can just smile and just have a good time. The different music, the different skills, tricks, the themes, just everything. Yeah, it's like going to a proper like show. But I have to ask, how <laughs> do you diet like a figure pro, but dance at the same time as dieting? Uh, how? Honestly, there's been preps where I've even been like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm doing this. And then other preps where I'm like, oh yeah, this is absolutely fine. It is just, you do have to adjust your training accordingly. So even though I do do probably the same amount of weight training sessions as a figure athlete, um, you do have to kind of try and think smart. So your routine is more important than say you need to do like a leg session or a shoulder session, but you also need to do your choreography. Like you need to prioritize really the routine and the choreography. Cause at the end of the day, that is two thirds of your score. Wow. So okay. One third is your physique. Yeah. But me, like some of the girls I know as well do think like that and they think, Oh, well I might not come in as lean or worry too much about my physique because obviously my routine is more important. But I can't think like that because I am yeah. so about my physique. Like I want to come in shredded every time, looking on point. Mm. Um, but you know, sometimes it, you know, like there was a girl at the Arnold just gone, and she came like lower in her physique than me. She was like twelfth, but she came second in her routine and ended up taking fourth overall. Wow. So it's yeah. it's one of those. But yeah, wow. you do have to kind of plan your training like. I'll incorporate things like my shoulder day. I'll warm up with things like handstands, push okay. flights, get all my combos done. And I'll do them. Sometimes I'll do them right at the beginning of my session when I'm fresh. And then I'll also do them sometimes right at the end where I'm dying. Mm. But I know if I can get them out when I'm like absolutely dead on my feet, I know I'm good to go for the show. And also the good thing is we do have normally a few hours between the physique round and the routine round to okay. fuel up. And nowadays, they don't tend to make the girls get back into their posing suit, apart from the Olympia, which I learned a lesson from the, the my first Olympia, is I then panicked because they do make you get back in your suit. Mm. So I did not hydrate. I did not eat properly for my routine. And then my routine, you can just see it. I'm like, I am dead. I have really? no energy. Yeah. And I shouldn't have thought like that. But it's a lesson learned. You learn. You can only learn these things from doing it. Absolutely. And doing the things wrong to then know what to do right. And yeah, uh, I should have just absolutely drunk loads of water, eaten yeah. what I wanted. Because yes, they might have adjusted the scores slightly, but I think by then they already know who's going to place where. And your body isn't going to look that different after yeah. you know, a few cookies and some water. Like, especially, especially like, like I said, when the routine counts for that much, you know, you need to do what you've got to do so you can perform like 100%. So... Yeah, it um, is tough, but... What would you say is your biggest kind of blunder you've done, right? Because in 2008, when I did my um, first show, I won my regional, and yeah. then I prepped for the British. And yeah. I was having the time of my life. I'd never, like... You know, like, you have no expectations or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what you're going into. So, like, I was in the best shape of my life, loving it. We were driving to Nottingham, and someone decided to get a older bottle of wine. Three <laughs> bottles of wine later, <gasps> and I'm backstage dying the next day. Oh, and no. I just said to my coach, like, I looked really, really good for the the day's time. <laughs> came to the evening, and I was 
this, I need water, you know, I just, eh, and I just look like butter. By the oh, end. no. I played second, which was still good. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, that was, when I look back on it, like, you know, I looked so happy backstage in the bar. Yes. I was dying inside. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Like, like, you have like a 12-week prep or something. Yeah. And then you kind of, you practically balls it up. Like yeah. the night before. Yeah, well, that that's that is how I felt at the the Olympia, and that's why I felt I was so upset and disappointed because I felt like all my family had flown out there, and you do you feel like well, I felt like I was letting all these people down because of a mistake that I feel like well, I feel like me and my coach should have maybe discussed it a bit better because um, I was under the impression I shouldn't drink any water because we had to get changed back into our suit, and I think sometimes you do need to you know yourself, you know what you need to do and your coach might be busy or not thinking right. You know, they might be just thinking as like figure rather than the routine and vice versa. And I think sometimes you've got to take things into your own hands and take responsibility. And I think that was an occasion where it was a few things as well just that went wrong. Like I was late for the morning, like um, doing my makeup kind of went a bit wrong. And then I was late getting the bus to the um, venue so I had to get an uber I was very stressed and it's one show where you're like I really should have got everything right and been yeah. chilled and prepared and I felt like I was all over the place and then I was backstage didn't have time to pump up and just everything went a bit wrong and yeah. um, again it's like there's nothing you can do about it obviously I had a good cry after and I, I was like when I got off stage after my performance, I would literally thought I was having like an asthma attack. I don't even have asthma. And um, yeah, just, I was really badly prepared for it, even though I think the whole prep had been a bit of a tough prep as well. Um, so I just think, yeah, just sometimes taking responsibility for your actions, of course, like I should have been better timed, better prepared. Um, but yeah, you learn from it, don't you? And it is what it is. So yeah, that was probably my worst mess up. Um, other shows there's been yeah little things where again I had a coach years ago um, when I was doing my first fitness show and he would like carve me up like I was a bodybuilder and again I knew in my head because obviously I've prepped myself loads of times um, you know I've, I've done well plenty of times I know my body I know what I'm doing obviously I prep other people and I'm just sitting there like what am I doing why am I eating all this food and of course it's that hard thing because you you want to trust your coach and listen to your coach mm. but at the same time if you know deep down that this doesn't feel right or seem right I think you do have to sometimes yeah trust your own judgment and and do what you feel is right and again yeah I ate way too many carbs and I ended up I was like, I'm not even lean enough to eat that many carbs just back when I was an amateur yeah. Um, but again, it is what it is. How tall long. are you? I'm five, two and a half. Oh, you're tiny. You are tiny. Yeah. So, yeah. And what, when was your last show now? So the Arnold in March. So okay. uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Because you were you were due to compete, wasn't you? Yeah, um, we, were, we, we did that. So luckily we were still able to compete in America. But then I was meant to be going to Australia two weeks later. And we're like waiting, waiting. I'm still prepping. And I think it was a week before and they said that it wasn't happening. So, yeah, I, I was meant to do Australia. So, sadly, I didn't get to do that. But I'm just so grateful I got to do America because there's so many girls. Mm. Um, like, I prepped Lauren as well. And she was looking so good. And she didn't get to do her show. And it's just so upsetting for those girls who literally, yeah. they were a week out. And they like shredded some of these girls and that's it. 
like yeah. no show um so my heart goes out to them because at least we did get to go on stage uh in america but yeah, yeah it sucks i mean there's so many um like obviously girls and guys in that situation where you know they were just a week out from their show and yeah. like prepping like and i think a lot of people are trying to possibly um eat slightly more normally now and yeah. like you know that routine of you kind of you feel lost because you had that goal yeah and now, now obviously like it, the stage is always going to be there but you were so close yeah like, and what what's your advice to give to people like that because i mean myself i've had so many emails um you know asking for advice on kind yes. of how to eat now yeah because it's not that you know like i know that after a show sometimes you can eat too much or yeah. it's mentally the difference is they can't do the show but they also can't train like they used to so it's not yeah. that they can not do a show but they can still go to the gym they can't do yeah. both so yeah. like how how do you feel about that and what advice would you give so i personally so i was gonna then do a show in june so i've been setting my sights on june so i was imagining okay so i'm now not a week out i'm like 10 weeks out and obviously i know the june show is not going to happen so i'm just like okay i'm going to do july so i'm going to keep pretending that there is a date and a goal so i can keep working towards something because yeah. i like many other people i need that focus and i just keep thinking okay let's go july august september whatever that's not a million miles away so again so for people say like lauren for example she was a week out and she was looking her best but she knows we both know she can look even better so obviously my advice for her was keep going like keep going you don't need to come in like shredded imminently but i would say let's start to like reduce cardio slowly increase calories slowly and try and at least maintain for a while because she was in such a good place and you don't mm. want to go right back to square one so i've got quite a few girls that are still setting their sights on like august september and they're being really positive and i just think me personally i think like let's try and keep our body fat like on the lower end rather than just pile it all on and embrace this like some massive off season because i just don't think that's a good idea for anyone mm. especially being stuck with like the fridge and the cupboard as temptation i just think especially as well it's almost summer so you at least want to in my opinion look and feel good yeah um and obviously a lot of people's training now is probably going to need to be some sort of hit training if they've got no equipment so mm. you know you, again you don't want to go long distance running unless you love that or you want to train for a marathon i personally wouldn't advise everyone starts getting into running but if yeah. that helps them mentally then again better than mm. nothing but i would say yes it's going to have to be like circuit style training hit style training which is still really good for like maintaining muscle getting a good sweat on um and obviously there is still weight around the house like weight is weight you could pick up anything you must have seen people doing all crazy things like pressing their sofas and yeah. partners <laughs> and whatever like it, weight is still weight you know so yeah. you can adjust like today i i, I said to all my hit people that were joining in um normally it's no equipment and i said today right all you need is 
something you can step on or a box that can hold your weight and something you can hold. And all the messages of people, what they found, this girl was like, oh, my old microwave I was going to throw out, it's actually really sturdy. And she was using that. <laughs> and someone else was using their jewellery box. I was like, wow, that must be some strong jewellery box. <laughs> and that must be a big jewellery yeah. box. <laughs> yeah. It's funny what people want. You, and that's a challenge in itself. Like, what can you find? Like, and I was looking at a YouTube video of like, if you can get hold of some sand, water and sand, that, that gets heavy. Like you feel yeah, like yeah. in the bottles of water um, and, and you could still order stuff online. All right. I don't know, obviously, if those sorts of shops are still open, if it's essential or not, but a bag of sand um, and you can make weights out of all sorts mm. of stuff. So yeah. I do think where there's a will, there's a way. Um, and yeah. I personally just think I wouldn't say go full blown off season um i would just say try and keep that happy medium where you have uh, still have structure but you have all the variety so yeah mm. if you were like cutting out things like sauces or you know chocolate or treats like i still very much believe in macro tracking and not having a strict plan so you are in control of what you eat um but you still do have a kind of target to hit um like with me i'm trying to stick within a certain weight because i know i'm gonna i'm fortunate enough to have loads of equipment like our gym super kind and obviously they know terry needs a lot of weight like lots and lots of weight to train with and so we have a lot and a lot of his old equipment so I could still potentially grow during this time not that I actually really want to but that's a whole other story I'm happy with the size I'm at so maintain grow and um, so I want to keep my weight at a certain amount so I am around like eight pounds above my last stage weight and I want to stay about there so that as soon as the shows are back on or as soon as we know what we you know what's happening I'm literally a few weeks away if need be to jump into a show yeah. and then I think yeah. a lot of people will have thought like oh I'm not going to worry and then they'll start prepping when the shows get announced but then they'll start start prep so then that's when everyone else is going to start prep so then mm. all those shows that they do are going to be super duper full so mm, I kind of right. think it's almost smarter to be closer to the kind of July, August, September shows. And yeah. cause I think a lot of people won't be prepared for that, but that's yeah. just me. That's just my opinion. And like I said, because the weather's nice, you feel good. I always feel good when I can see a bit of my abs. And, mm. stuff, so, yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of keep mentally just happy and, and sane. And again, just having that structure that works really well for me. So mm. I think, what you said as well about um, macro tracking. Yeah. I think like, I think that is like especially at this time when yeah. like you are around like your your families, you can be mm. a bit more flexible. Yeah. I think that is like, that is a big game changer. Quite yeah. a lot of my clients have transferred from like plans to be yeah. more like social with their, their families yeah. and stuff like that. Absolutely. Experiment, can't you? So much more with different foods and I think it really helps develop your food relationship to realise that like a bowl of oats with nut butter and some jam is actually a cookie. <laughs> if you know yeah. what I mean, like same macros, like so have yeah. that cookie. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think I think everyone needs to have a go at macro tracking at some point to realise. Hundred percent. That is how I prep every time, and I have done for years now. Like that mm. is how. And then you naturally, like you all know, you naturally start picking the better choices the further along in prep you get yeah. because you're starting to run out of 
options or calories and you know that a cookie isn't going to fill you up the same way a whole meal will but right now when you've got more food to play with and yeah you don't need to worry so much this is the time to kind of experiment and definitely yeah macro tracking you know your easter egg or whatever like yeah calories are calories and i'm yeah 100 percent. i think macro tracking is mm. the way to go and and obviously everyone's different some people love following a plan but i do think you can um it can cause like intolerances to foods and stuff if you cut them out completely yeah. um so then you have to like gradually like build them back in and yeah, yeah no macro tracking all the way for me personally and yeah for people right now i think so then they feel like they're not dieting they're just in yeah. control of what they're consuming would you recommend that to someone who isn't competing as well because yeah. there's obviously a lot of people struggling and how um how would they start macro tracking how would someone who doesn't know what that is kind of so if i always say to people a lot of it is trial and error so i would say obviously a uh, gram of protein per pound of body weight but a lot of people get this wrong and they think so obviously if you're quite overweight or you've got quite a bit of body fat that doesn't then mean you should eat that many grams of protein so i say usually for women somewhere between again a lot of people who are starting out really struggle to get protein in so um i'd say that's something they need to work on gradually is like building mm. up their protein so anywhere from like 120 grams to 160 grams obviously yeah. it completely depends on the person and their goals but i'd say that's the most important bit to hit that protein goal every day and then play around with the carbs and fat so yeah. again anywhere it can range from like 120 up to 250 grams of carbs yeah. and like 40 to 60 70 grams of fat but again i think they just need to kind of there's loads of trackers online that they can get a rough estimate obviously i've got an ebook about macro tracking and dieting um and it kind of explains how it all works and I think they just need to pick some numbers, put them in my fitness pal, and then mm. just stick to it. Literally stick yeah. to it for a week, two weeks with no cheats, and then see what their body does. You know, yeah. if they start losing loads too quick, then start ramping it up and, and yeah. vice versa. If they start gaining, then they need to drop it back a little bit. So I think a lot of it is trial and error and just being consistent like mm. anything, consistently sticking to it for a good couple of weeks. And then they can start tweaking and either exercising a bit more and keeping the macros the same or dropping down the macros or increasing. So just little by little, I think. But yeah, yeah a lot of it is kind of everyone is different. So it's yeah. like no one fits all. Yeah, I think that like it's good as well. I sometimes recommend that people just hit two numbers. So total yeah. calories and like yeah. protein. And then, protein, yeah. And then like, you know, if you're competing or whatever then obviously you can start manipulating all your absolutely but right at the beginning just go basic find them two yeah. numbers and just roll with it so yeah absolutely because some people find that they actually don't really eat that many carbs and they prefer higher fat and again yeah if that works for that person um, then absolutely so yeah you can always play around especially yeah with the carbs and fats it's mm. kind of a personal preference thing so i think it's really good about I've gone on to it only from like, like I think last week, and like the stuff. I, my calories are quite high at the moment, so yeah. I've been able to actually have like cookies every day and like stuff like that. And I think if I actually have posted like everything that I've eaten yeah. on like, or something, I dropped like a kilo. People would be yeah. like, "Wow!" And it's, it's yeah. like some people that associate like negative, like bad foods, yeah. isn't it? Yeah in all them like i've literally eaten so many cookies <laughs> like and they'd be like what how have you it's just like yeah 
getting your head around the fact that it's just literally yeah because I think this is the problem what a lot of people do is they think oh I've had one cookie I'm going to eat 20 now and then they binge and then that's where the problem is it's not that if you have you can have chocolate and cookies yet every single day it's just not then thinking oh my god I've already started this cycle of eating something bad which isn't really bad and then they just think right now I'm going to eat everything because I might as well I think that's where that's where people go wrong and then they realize you can have these things every day it's just all moderation yeah yeah 100 actually you saying that i have i have dark chocolate every day because i it's a massive age thing i really do think it is because i prefer dark chocolate than milk chocolate i don't like milk chocolate anymore i'm terrible i like white chocolate oh i have to try that i have to don't don't. <laughs> I've been going to chocolate, like the spread. I'm like, I don't oh. have tried it. <laughs> oh, no. don't do it. <laughs> but as you say, it's okay to have it every day because yeah. like, I probably have, I don't know, maybe four slight large squares or whatever. Yeah. It is, which is probably like, yeah. I suppose because the squares are large, it's probably half a bar. Yeah. Um, possibly at most. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's just I'm. You, you're not thinking oh god i've done it now I've, yeah you know i've ruined everything i'm gonna have two bars or yeah exactly you know what i mean it's uh, mm-hmm. i think it's that negative talk because if you think it's okay yeah. and you're, you're not giving yourself that negative talk then yeah. your body responds in a different way absolutely because you're not stressed as well you're not stressing mm. about it and stress is one of the worst things for holding water holding weight absolutely so i think yeah it's like one of my girls like she started um kind of intuitive eating and i'm all for that it's working really well for her and yeah she's like dropped a bit of weight and she has a bit of like chocolate and whatever every day and it's just like yeah she's found that happy place and if she's not punishing herself or if she feels a bit bloated for a couple of days she just reins it in and that's that's exactly what kind of what i'm doing is like you know i said to everyone over easter i was like everyone have an easter egg have two like don't worry about it you can undo any weight you've added or bloat you've added or water retention like it really isn't the end of the world yeah yeah 100 percent. and i've just uh talking about something completely different actually i've been watching some of your instagram um (laughs) dances and i want to know i want to know how terry's getting on with his dance (laughs) okay so he gets very frustrated when he cannot get something and i said like it's okay you're not a dancer like and he's like i know but he's one of them he's very competitive so he wants to like nail it and then he just gets annoyed that he can't do it so kind of he's like no i don't want to do it now but then i know he does want to do it because we keep playing the song and he's like looking around (laughs) (laughs) and then we had his little boy uh yesterday and today and he keeps playing the song on repeat and then I saw Terry, he was like tapping his foot and he's like, I think I've got it. And then he's like trying the arm. So I think we're going to go for it again today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep pushing him, but uh, <laughs> I have to be, yeah, I have to tread carefully because otherwise he, he gets in a bit of a, a strop about his dancing abilities. So. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, because I'm quite, I'm like a bit, well, I'm very bossy. I am very bossy and he knew that when he got with me. But when it comes to like, because when he did his bodybuilding show and he was doing his posing, he was practicing every day. And if he even got like one move wrong, I was like, no, nope, start again. No, nope, start again. No, nope, that's not it. No, nope, you did that. And and I'm probably harder on him because of yeah. the husband. But 
I think, yeah, he struggles with, <laughs> not me, too, was, I always tell him what to do, but you know, when it's something he's not getting immediately, um, and then I'm like, yeah, bossing him about, um, it's kind of the same with the dancing. Like, it's kind of our wedding day, we didn't actually have a dance, we just, <laughs> oh, I just danced around him in the end, because yeah, yeah, it's, it's only two step, there. isn't it, on your wedding yeah. day, though, normally? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I'd be doing. A bit of two-step, and then when I'm drunk, I'll be grinding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so obviously, like, um, Terry Holland's your other half, he's, um, he was, like, a strong man. And yeah. then he got into bodybuilding. Now, is he going to be doing another bodybuilding show, or is he going to get into dancing? Um, I think he's going to leave the dancing um, just for me to take the mick out of him. But the bodybuilding, definitely. He really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, as much as he realised how difficult it was and, you know, all of that, I know that he really did enjoy getting on stage and how his physique looked and everything. So I definitely think, um, depending obviously what happens, he's still very much competing in strongman and he's got a lot of shows planned. So obviously they're very different sports, very different diets, very different training. So he has to really um, allow plenty of time to prep for a bodybuilding show. So I don't think it would be until end of next year obviously with everything that's gone on possibly even the year after but yeah. he's really keen for like when eventually he does kind of close the doors on strongman to keep doing bodybuilding for for like fun or to have that goal still because he's very much someone who has to have a focus and a goal yeah. and i think bodybuilding is a great switch over you know he's not planning on turning pro or anything like that it's just more to have something to work towards and something to do and he'd be happier i think eventually being a little bit uh less heavy because uh, obviously being so heavy obviously he's naturally very very big built anyway like a lot of these strong men aren't um they've had to work so hard to gain all this mass whereas he is naturally a six foot six giant yeah. so but i do think eventually he he does want to be like a little bit smaller so kind of mid-range between mm. bodybuilding physique and where he is now for long term and then obviously keep popping in doing some bodybuilding shows for yeah. fun yeah and how did you know like what differences did you notice between obviously where he's he does the strong man and everything and like his routine and moods um yeah. whereas to bodybuilding where it's a lot stricter with the food etc et yeah. like what how did you like what differences did you kind of like experience well it was um it was very interesting obviously he was prepared to a certain degree because mm. he's lived with me through quite a few preps now so he kind of knew what to expect he knows how I get with my moods and things like that um, and I don't really get how do you uh, get with your moods Kate so I, I get very quiet like I, do. I yeah. become very like selfish and just focused on me and my goal yeah. and I think that's more what he struggles with like I don't really get like mean or anything like that mm. um not yeah i'm not really horrible i'm just very um become a bit insular introverted even though i am an extrovert yeah. i am very much yeah i do yeah things like you know your libido is like you know and yeah. i think that's a real struggle there but that's normally right near the end but it was fun for him to experience that because you know obviously as a man and um, he has very high libido and even he suffered with that during the end of his body okay. I was like, oh, yeah ah, 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 
it was kind of weirdly satisfying. That, no, but that's good because then he can relate to you then, can't he? Yeah, yeah. but again, it, it, it was tough because I was prepping him. There was this kind of like, I want to be his supportive partner, wife, whatever. Uh, well, actually, it was just before our wedding. So that was quite stressful. Wow. Because we planning a wedding and, yeah, doing that. Um, but then also I was being his coach. So that was quite tough because there were moments where I was like, I want him to eat. And he's like, can I have this? And I'm like, no. And I felt like, oh, I want to go, yeah, go on. But yeah. I can't because it's as much on me as it is on him. And yeah. Yeah, but still, the man got to eat like 7,000 calories for most of his prep. So it's really not that bad. <laughs> like, yeah, he was crying over like, well, he wasn't actually crying. But, you know, when his carbs got cut, you know, there's still like hundreds of grams. Like some days he's having like a thousand grams of carbs. Um, but obviously it's all relative. Like he's used to eating a lot. A lot. Yeah. So when I was cutting his food, it seemed like nothing. And I'd literally be looking at him and I'm like, your whole breakfast is like my whole day. Like, seriously. And he's like, I oh, know, I know. But yeah, it was great for him to experience what I go through. So I now do think he can sympathize a little bit more. Um, and yeah, it was it was an experience. But it was more, I think the posing stressed him out the most because, like I said, he likes to get things right straight away. And that was obviously something that took a lot of time. Like, he had to practice that every day. And I'm not joking. It was like an hour to two hours in the garden that was during the summer. And it was like, you know, I'll be honest, I don't practice my posing ever mm. because... I'm a dancer. I find it very easy. I'm very natural at it. The only time I practice is when I do my check-ins and obviously mm. I'm just going through the motions. But yeah. me personally, I, I don't ever practice it. Yeah. Then obviously I have to practice my fitness routine a lot. But mm. for someone who literally has no idea and bodybuilding poses are like ridiculous. Like yeah. I'm there doing them with him. And I'm like, geez, you know, that I think was a lot harder. Like he would be dripping with sweat yeah. after posing. Um, and I think, yeah, that was probably the most challenging bit. And, and obviously trying to then avoid cramping, mm -hmm. things like that. Like I give it to the guys. Like, yeah, I don't know when you watch the pro shows and you think how long they're up there. I don't know how they do it. No, I think, you know what? I think it is, um, it is hard to be with someone that competes because me and Luke, when we were prepping for our shows and yep. things weren't going a hundred percent right. Yep. Um, and obviously he was looking uh, to me for advice and, you know, his opinion on how he's looking and everything. Yep. And it's really hard to, it's really hard to support someone 100% to be 100% truthful. And mm -hmm. that's the struggle that I found because I was, sometimes I felt, I could feel it inside of me, like how I felt, how he was feeling. Yeah. Um, when he was struggling, when, um, you know, whatever he was doing, he wasn't getting in shape because, yeah. you know, what, whatever it was, he put a lot of pressure on himself, a lot of stress on his body. And I could just see the, what how he was feeling. Yeah. And I just found that really hard, that yeah. part of it. 
Yeah, I know Terry struggles with that with me, especially some of my preps where I've had to do, like I do a lot of hit cardio and obviously I love it, um, but obviously we all know it is so intense and so taxing on your body. Um, but obviously I have to do it as well because of the fitness routine. Um, it's all yeah. about that, being able to do two minutes of a routine nonstop, you know, depleted. So that's also why I do a lot of hit. And I remember it was the Olympia prep and I was like, it was one of the worst preps for me. Like I was on lower food and I just, I felt like I'd have to rush the prep a bit and I was just not in a great place. And I was on this treadmill doing my sprints and I come off and I'm just crying. And Terry was like, afterwards, he was like, you don't know how badly I wanted to tell you to just stop. Yeah. But at the same time, he's like, you have to do this. So I need to say, come on, go, do it. And he said it's this fight in your head and your heart of like, you just want to hold them and go, just stop, just stop what you're doing. Like, this is not healthy. This is not good. Like you're crying. But then at the same time, be your biggest supporter and cheer you on and go get up. You can do this. And yeah, that is tough. It is tough. It definitely makes a strong couple because if, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can support each other through things like that, like. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the same with like, Terry was like adamant. He was like, you know, he's, he thought he had, well, he did have a little bit of loose skin on his chest and a bit on, like, he has, like, love handles, like a woman. He always said, he says that, not me. And um, <laughs> on his bum. But obviously yeah. he's 40 and, you know, he has been a lot larger. And I was like, just wait, be patient. Like, it will come, it will come, you know. And I said, if some bits don't come, that's just the way it is. You've got to accept it. And he was so hard on himself, like, oh, no, but my glutes aren't coming in. And I was like, this is your first ever show, like, I, I've never seen like many guys on their first show have like lean glutes and no. like he said he had said to me as and he's like as my coach he's like no matter what I want to be shredded like I want lean glutes like I don't care if I lose size and I was like right okay I was like so if you're sure that that's your main priority he's like I don't want anyone to question how lean I was so then yeah that was quite hard because he'd be like can you see my glutes yeah and I'd have to be like not yet, not yet, but it's coming. Like it's coming. Yeah. You have to do more of this, do more of that, and it is. It's hard because you want to be like, yeah, you look sick. Like, yeah. but yeah, at the same time, you've got to be that critical person and tell the truth. And and lo and behold, though, he did come in with like peeled glutes. So I was like, oh, thank, God. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But, um so at the minute you've I mean you've both got a gym uh is it your house is it in your garage or it's literally our tiny little garage it was actually just my posing studio so it's got mirrors and floor um and then now it's turned into a full-blown gym so yeah we've got um pretty much everything we need the only thing I feel like the only day that's kind of a bit harder is back day um but you can still like I just deadlift a lot instead um do obviously anything with bands but yeah we've got a squat like squat stand so we've got we're able to squat deadlift bench and then do some accessory stuff um so yeah we've pretty much he's got a log um we've got one of his atlas stones that he does oh, outside. Yeah, I'd, love that. I'd love to have a log yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to have a log <laughs> Yeah, just all this random stuff. So, yeah, we're pretty kitted out, which is just amazing. Like, obviously, thanks to our gym that we go to, Evolution, bless him. Like, he knows how much this, like, means to us, especially as it's, like, kind of our 
job so he's yeah. lent us like anything we needed That's and then good. yeah fortunately terry had some stuff and then there's a company called rebel strength based in essex and they're still making equipment now so oh, wow. if people need stuff they make like them, which is bizarre yeah, they mainly do strongman stuff uh-huh, okay. so obviously where there's this demand they're literally like you wait doing all sorts instagram posts i'm having a log hang on a minute <laughs> I'm actually gonna Google it. What is it? Rebel Rebel Strength. Yeah, oh, so they're on Instagram. Um if you forget I'll just share it with you. But yeah, they've got like they've got mads, they're making like everything and and anything and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Leg presses. You see Jamie Dorigo brought a leg presses in his living room. Oh really? Down. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, but they're not oh, actually allowed to go out at all, are they? The, I, I think I spoke to um, Bex in Dubai. Like they oh. literally, they have they've like I think they have like permits or something to go out specifically. So Jesus, yeah. How are you two finding it? Like living together and being each under each other's feet all the time. So we are together all the time anyway. Ah, okay. So we said this at the beginning. We were like it's not really much different for us but we did say how other people are going to be like oh my god and with their partner or husband or whatever like 24 7 so for us that is one thing we are very used to being together all the time so Mm. this is kind of no different literally no different uh so that in that respect yeah there's kind of no change um i think i'm dealing with it really well like i almost feel bad saying that because it's almost like i need to be depressed or what or like struggling but i'm like not at all um i find that i'm just adapting and this is how it is and i'm all good like Mm. the only thing obviously i miss is performing normally i perform every weekend easter would be manic i'd probably perform Mm. five nights um so that sucks but there's nothing i can do about it so there's no point worrying about it I think it is it that that is definitely um, is a certain mindset, and I think possibly maybe a lot of competitors, ex-competitors, whatever, yep. have that mindset of when when you have a challenge, you take yep. action. Like, what am yep. I going to do yep. to you know make this work? Like you do yep. when you're dieting, don't you? If something's not right, yep. you think right, what's the next yep. plan? So I think I think a lot of us have done that. Like, yep. yeah, it's not ideal, but that's we can't solve that but what we Absolutely. can do is take action in certain other aspects exactly that's the, this is the way life is right now <clears throat> so rather than keep thinking i'll oh, just wait till it goes back to normal you need to think no this is how it is now so you adapt and you you change even if that means changing your training to something completely yeah. different like just try a new challenge and <clears throat> embrace it so yeah. yeah in that respect like obviously unfortunately i still got online clients as well so that's the same i was always doing that online on my laptop indoors um and i've only i think only had like two people that you know can't obviously afford it now so they've had to leave um or they just feel like you know they're not in the right space because obviously i'm not going to be like oh if you can't pay you've got to go like i'm happy to work with people if they've got financial problems um but yeah otherwise everyone else is kind of still focused on 
either just new goals or their same goals that are just further away now. Mm. Um, so I know that obviously Terry was struggling because he wasn't able to see his little boy for a while because um, his mum is pregnant. So she was really worried about yeah. obviously self-isolating but we've all done our bit self-isolated for several weeks so fortunately she's happy now that that comes back here every week so that's been really good because obviously good. that was really upsetting for terry um so now that's kind of happening that's kind of all back to normal um i think yeah the only thing really uh, obviously it sucks not being able to see my mum and my sister but Again, you just FaceTime and I just chat to them. I actually probably chat more. Like, well, I always chat to my mum every day, but I chat even more to my sister, um, my nephew. They get involved yeah. in the hit classes I do. Um, so, yeah, I feel like everything's kind of all good. Yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. Of course, you have like moments where you're like, oh, my God, what is going on? This is mad. And then I just kind of, yeah, yeah. we've been going out for walks. I think I more have moments like that when I yeah. have people speaking about it or they'll WhatsApp me something that I don't want to see because I don't watch the yeah. news. I haven't done for years and I don't want to. No. Um, so my mindset is generally very good until... Yeah. I get this video, scare video. Do you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I know. I think, I think it's very, I think people need to be more aware of what they're putting into their, 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 their thoughts um, and oh what God, they're yeah. actually looking at because I agree. Don't turn on the news. Just, you know, do your bet, do what you have to do. Yeah. We're all, you know, we're all doing our part in training and whatnot. And you know what? Yeah, it's not ideal, but. Um, I explained in a video and it's like when I was in off season, I trained very heavy and I trained yep. the field. When yep. I was competing, I then still tried to train as heavy, but it was like, you know, some things weren't as heavy. It was like slightly more intense with the rep yep. ranges and like rest time. And then I had a period after I competed where I'd either have complete downtime yep. to recharge or I'd basically going to gym, lift <laughs> really athletic weight and get a pump. Yep just yeah, for recovery absolutely. so like at the minute i'm in recovery yeah so it's, it's different okay. stages of training yeah i had i had last year i had three and a half weeks off after my show i had four and a half weeks off and i had another period where i had 10 days off that yeah. was all in like one year and yeah. Then like, yeah i just think like try not to like stress it like it's okay to have time off like um, obviously, like my boyfriend, he had like I think he had something like six. I think it was six to eight weeks off mm. pro bodybuilding. Wow. When you put it like that, yeah. Like, and his coach made him do it. And then to me, like that's why I had four and a half weeks off because he was on me. Like, take yeah. it off. Uh, you've done three weeks before. Take it off. And I came back better. So anyone like out there that like is doing this at the moment, like you will come back better, and you will. Yeah. Come and I think mm. from like a hormone like perspective as well like I've, a few of my clients have gone completely like we've just taken them completely off because mm -hmm. I want to get their like cycle re-regulated this is like a perfect time to like do stuff like that so I think mm -hmm. like that's that and I think my mindset like things for me that are, the things with COVID which have scared me is that I actually personally know like my auntie was in hospital with it um, and she was taken in there like quite bad as well. And then obviously you've got Sai Fan, who we know quite well, um, his old coach, um, who's obviously mm. been like, he's been in, um, what's it called, intensive care for today's day 18. 
and they're mm-hmm. finally wanting to take him off. It's things like it's more the health side of things which have scared me more. Um, and like when I've gone to the shops, I've literally been like gloves, mask, and like mm-hmm. yeah, and like what you say like about like, he hasn't even seen his kids because of like all this. That must that, that is sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I think like yeah, I'm. I'm all right, really. Like, say, online coaching. We're together a lot anyway. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of... Yeah, I'm starting to miss my mum and dad, like, a bit more. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to miss people a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just riding it out and, like you say, making use of FaceTime and stuff, really. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. I think, as well, a lot of people are worried about, like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose all my muscle. And um, me and Terry have been speaking to a few of our clients or people that have messaged us, and we're like, it is really difficult to lose muscle, yeah. like, yeah. that quickly as well. It's not all just going to yeah. disappear. So, Well, it, it took me two years to drop size. Yeah. I was saying doing yeah. it like starving my my body of protein yeah to yeah. lose size and that's what i was saying like i'm there long distance running trying to burn my legs off yeah. and they didn't get smaller i have a laugh like they didn't like maybe like a centimeter but that took that was yeah like long yeah. time no training legs whatsoever long distance running and they still didn't bugger off so yeah. it's gonna be tough to like lose you know, yes, it will be hard to gain if you don't have lots and lots of weight, but you can most definitely maintain, even like you said, Kerry, taking weeks off, you're mm. still not going to lose all your yeah. muscle or anything. So yeah, people shouldn't be scared of that. A good way to look at it, and this is how like it was explained to me before, is like your muscles deflate. So yes, you might feel yeah. a bit small, but yeah. like, like a balloon, you're going to yeah. like deflate a bit and then yeah. you're going to inflate again. That's it. Yeah, 100%. That's it. So, yeah. yeah, you haven't lost your gains. If you think you've yeah. lost your gains in a week, wow, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no. No, just no. Definitely. And you had three cats. We haven't spoken yeah. about your cats yet. Yeah. But they're special cats, so come on, explain your cats, girl. They oh, are very special. <laughs> they're naked babies, so they got no fur. Um, they are the sweetest cats ever. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, they look like aliens or whatever, which yes, they do, but they're beautiful little aliens and they are so friendly. They're like the neediest cat you'll ever meet. Um, like I always say to people, they're like a monkey, dog, child and cat all rolled into one. So they're very, very different to a normal yeah. cat. They want to be on you all the time. They eat a lot and they jump on you. They purr. They Literally, they are adorable. But yeah, my three little babies. That's, that's interesting because I actually thought, um, this is me being ignorant, I, mm-hmm. I thought they were very similar to uh, China, is it? No, Siamese cats. Like Siamese yeah. cats aren't friendly at all. Yeah, um, Siamese can be. They're very vocal Siamese. Very, mm. very vocal. And um yeah, they can be quite um what's the word like? I don't know, a bit yeah, off. But even Siamese are quite sweet. Yeah. But no, Sphinxes are like little babies, like little needy babies. Yeah. They won't leave you alone, follow you around everywhere, climb on you. But um 
yeah and 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 when you meet them honestly i so many people i know that have been like not sure about them then they meet them and they're like in love absolutely in love i need to i need to meet them after this lockdown that's on my list we meet up kate and then it's gonna be like yeah uh I yeah <laughs> exactly that's normally what happens seriously <laughs> <laughs> oh love it love it so um we've caught because talking about goal talk we've been talking for an hour now after getting the the um the zoom up and running yeah um so we'll leave it there but how do people contact you um so people can email me at kate at live.co.uk um i've also got a website kateerrington.com and me and terry have a website as well terryandkate.com um on there as well we have a little shop as well where it's got um, my belts i do um like waist trainer belts x-shaped belts he's got ebooks all different training ebooks um i've got my diet ebook things like that so yeah there's like a contact form on any of those two sites or my email obviously my instagram kate.errington but i find instagram's the hardest place because we've got like what three folders of messages on instagram now and i get they end up getting lost so email or the website's probably better so yeah yeah 100 yeah, i'm with you Great. there as well it really has so yeah yeah, yeah it's been uh, lovely it's, yeah it's been really good to get to know you more because obviously yeah. i've seen you on the circuit and everything yeah. but not actually spoken properly so yeah. that's been lovely now i'll block you on instagram anyway yeah great to speak to you kate Thank you for listening to another episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and if you do have any questions, then please direct message us on Carly underscore underscore Thornton or Kerry Sexton underscore IFBB Pro and we will catch you next time. <laughs>